So we are at the two dots, uh, five lines down on Daf Tzadik Aleph Amlet Aleph. Esach Hay Bemita Potter Afalamita. When you're tar- carrying a, a living being on a bed, then not only am I not chay for carrying the living being, as we'll soon see why, but I'm also not chay for the bed that's carrying it. Even though the bed, then that's because the bed is tafel to the person. Okay. Now Leima Masnisa Rabbi Nosni. Our Mishnah is now seemingly assuming the opinion of Ibn Asan, the Loy Rabbanan, and not the Sheet of the Rabbanan. Why? Because the Bryce says, Hamotzi Behema Chayav Of, the Rishus Rabbim. Somebody carries out animals to the Rishus Rabbim. But he's picked up a living animal, either a domesticated animal or a non domesticated animal or a bird. So, Bein Chayin, Bein Shkotin, whether they're alive or slaughtered, Chayav, you're Chayav for carrying. Okay, so but Rabbi Nelson Omer, ala shkutin chayev, ala chayim potter. If they're slaughtered, then you're chayev. Why? Because it's a dead animal. But if they're alive, you're potter. Why? Shachay no sias atzma because a living being carries itself. So therefore, we so obviously the fact that we're saying I'm, I'm potter for the chay must be because I hold chay no sias atzma, which is the shita of Rabbi Nelson, not the chachamim, because the Tanakama said. Chayef for carrying the living the animals. Amarava, Sarava says, not necessarily true. Afilutem Rabbanan could be going like the rabbis. Ad kano pligi Rabbanan, I laid the Rabbi Nasan. Up until now, the Rabbanan, they're only, they're only arguing on Rabbi Nasan by animals. You're carrying an animal. Now, typically, an animal is not really interested in being carried. So they're constantly trying to squirm out of what you're carrying. So, Dimisharbiti, Nafshayu. They're trying to squirm out of your hands. And therefore, you can't say the concept of Chaynos is Atzma over here. Aval Adam Chay, but a living man, then says Atzma there, he clearly, if he wants to be carried, we're not talking about a baby that's trying to squirm out of your hands, also very difficult to pick up. But when they want to be carried, it make it easier for you to carry. It's Chaynos is Atzma. They're carrying themselves. So the Gemara says, after the Rabbanon motor, then the rabbis will still agree. Okay, so basically what we're seeing here is is that everyone agrees by a human that it is Chaynos Hazatzma, and therefore that's why this mission is not necessarily taking the opinion of Rebbe Nasson who applies it even to animals. He's applying, we're talking about a human over here, and that's why that's why it's part that which we learned in the Mishnah, Bemisera Matir Bisos. Bemisera talks about, we talked about a case of a horse. Okay, I'm selling the horse on, as we'll see, we'll get to this. Um, but basically, the idea is, is that uh, certain animals you're not allowed to sell right before Shabbos. But Bemisera says you could sell a horse. And the reason why you could sell, or in general, in general, it's talking about not necessarily, it's just selling animals to, to Goyim altogether. And the Messiah says that, you, that a horse is allowed to be sold. And what's the reason? Vitanya, we learned the vice explanation. The whole reason why you're not allowed to sell animals to Goyim is because they do Malacha. And if the sale would end up taking place right before Shabbos, and I'm going to want to show that the animal does, uh, you know, it, it does a good job. It'll still, the Kenyan didn't really take place yet. And the animal, I'm getting the animal to do malacha on Shabbos for me. 
and that's the issue of selling an animal that does work for um, uh, to the Gentile. However, if I'm selling a horse, as Ben Mesiris says, it's allowed. The reason why it's allowed is because what is the vlach of horse? Horse is carrying a rider. A rider is chaynos yisatzmos. He's not really doing a vlach daraisa. But Rabbi Yechonan, Rabbi Yechonan says, based on this, Ben Mesirav, Rabbi Yechonan, they're both of the same opinion. Now, of course, and if you're telling me, then even the rabbis don't argue on Rabbi Nassan except by animals. So why? Because they're trying to slip out my area of Rabbi Nassan. Why is it only and Rabbi Nassan that are on the same side? Even the rabbis agree that, that a human, Chai, is definitely not And who else is riding the horse if not the person? Ah, so I'm for the Gemara. We're talking about a bird horse. A horse that's miyuchad for giving the ride to the birds. Frag the Gemara. Did you ever see such a thing? What? That's for the birds. I mean, whoever sees a horse you know, giving a ride to birds? The answer is, in yes, there is. Ika, what? Which kind? The bay v'yadon. What did the Be'yaviyadon? Rashi explains that there's these certain hawks, falcons, the falconers, and they use the birds to help them hunt other birds, and uh, they perch them on the horse, and the horse gives a ride to the birds, and then they're trained to go catch another bird and bring it, and then basically it's a hunting thing. So there are horse, there are there are horses that are there to carry animals, and that's why he said that Mesir is going, according to Rabbi Nassan, who allows it even by animals, and uh, not uh, the Chachamim who only allow by humans. I'm <coughs> Rabbi Yechonan. Rabbi Yechonan furthermore says, "Amad Rabbi Nassan mekafos." Rabbi Nassan would agree that if the if it's somebody who's tied or it's an animal that's tied or a bird that's tied, then it can't really balance itself. And then it's not Okay, it's just carrying like a log, okay? Because it's all tied up. If that's the case, what about the Persians? It's as if they're tied, and the reason is, is that the Persians basically never get off the, they're, they're always riding, and they're, and they're wrapped in these fancy wide clothes, and they themselves are very, you know, delicate, and they never step foot on the floor, okay? That's the way it was, these Persians, real fancy Persians, they dress in very ornate garments, and they're always just riding on the horse. Basically, they're like a, they're like a load, basically, no different than a tied animal, or a tied person. Okay, it's the keman de kvisi damo, and Avram Rabbi Yechonan and Mesir Rabbi Nason Amr Tovaracha. They both allow it. Obviously, if Ben Mesir agrees with Rabbi Nason, then Rabbi Nason agrees with Ben Mesir. And Ben Mesir says you could sell a horse. He didn't say you could only sell a horse to non-Persians. He said you could sell a horse to whoever. So if he allows a horse to be sold to a Persian who is the same as a tied person, obviously Rabbi Nason, when it's tied, is also is fit to be tied. Okay, so the Gemara explains. No, you missed the boat. Reb Nassim by the person is not the case that is the same as being tied. Why? Hasam Ramos Ruchot Denakdu. All that is 
is a haughtiness. It's so, it's beneath their dignity to walk on the floor. It's like, you know, like, like I should walk five steps to Shul, I need to take my car. It's like, you know. That's what it means. They're just fancy people. They don't walk anywhere. Or they take their segue everywhere, you know. Uh, whatever, because it's fastness to walk. That's like, that's for, that's for like low lives, you know. Uh, it's a guy would think. Ah, okay, I just gave a good start to a few people. Okay, good. All right. Anyway, so the Gemara answers, Da'upardashcha, I just prove it. Da'upardashcha, there was this officer, the Rasach Malkiluya, the king was angry at him. Trust me, he, he definitely knew how to run. The Rahi Tlosapar on his own two feet he ran. Okay, trust me. Even though when, when, when push comes to shove, they plenty they know plenty well how to move their how to use their feet. It's just they don't like to. It's a guy of a thing. They're embarrassed too, but the bottom line is it's functional. Okay, and that's the difference. Okay. Moving right along. We said that they're carrying a dead body on the bed, you are gonna be chayev. Even a kazaisman a you're chayev. Now, Am Rabbi Barbachanam Rabbi Yochanan, Am Rabbi Yosef, Am Rabbi Shimon Lakish, Poiter Haya Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says the potter in all of those cases. Now, Poiter Rabbi Shimon, not only is he pottering in the case of the taking out a dead body or a piece of a dead body or a piece of an avela, where Pshad is, I don't want it here, not that I want it over there, and therefore that's a Mlach Jain Srich Lagufa, but Rabbi Shimon would have pottered even in a case, Af Bimotzius Ames Lagufra. Even when I'm taking out a dead body for the sake of burying the dead body, so I want to bury the body over there. Still, I'm potter. Oh, yes. Right. It's the bodies in the bodies in the house. No, that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about I'm taking the body out of the house. I know, I know, but that's not the point. The point is, you're right, you're not allowed to bury the dead on Shabbos. But I want to take it out to where it's going to be buried. I don't want to be here. He's taking the dead body out of the house with the intent that he should, because he wants to take it to where it's going to be buried. Not that he'll necessarily do the burying today, but he's going to take it out for burial. No, more than that. Normal. What we're, what up until now we're talking about where I just don't want it here, I don't really care that it should be there. What we're extending it to is that Rabbi Shimon would sell it still potter, even though I actually want this dead body to be there because that's where I'm going to be burying Okay? Still, so I'm, I want the dead body over there. I'm still, says Rabbi Shimon, that you're potter. Okay? Because <clears throat> this is called, I, I don't want, because the, the pshat is, is that the, he, the body needs to be buried there, but it's not for my sake. You understand? It's tzorach hames. It's not my tzorach. You understand what we're saying over here? Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon says, Melacha she'in tzricha legufa is for me. I don't want, I don't really care about this. I'd rather not have him dead altogether. In fact, if I had the choice, I'd leave him alive. It's only that he's dead, so I have no choice. 
and I got to bury him. Why do I have to bury him? Not for my sake, for his sake. That's called even that is called In other words, well, our first understanding we thought is that is where I don't really care about the dead body at all. The dead body, all I want is the dead body should not be here. I don't really need it to be there. Even it doesn't need to be there. It's just that I don't want it here. That's We're extending the concept of to be referring to even where for the body's sake it needs to be there. But not my sake. I don't really care about it. That's the that's the kiddush. Now I'm Rava, If you're taking out a shovel to for the sake of digging up, up, uh, 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 digging the ground to to make a great digging the grave for the dead body, or a sefer Torah likrosbo. I'm taking out a sefer Torah to read the sefer Torah. That would be chayiv. Now, the Gemara says, Pshita, what do you want that? You're telling, out, telling me that when I take out a shovel for the sake of digging with the shovel, that's called a Malacha She'en because after all, it's not for the shovel's sake. The shovel could care less. The shovel's just as happy inside as it was outside. I'm the one who needs the shovel outside. You're going to say that? Right in Then what is If even that qualifies as ain't the answer is I might have thought like this. Maybe you need both qualities. I need it outside, and it needs it outside. They both there's a gain for the shovel to be out there, and a gain for me to be out there. I want to dig, and also I need to fix the shovel. Okay. It has both qualities. It's for the sake of the item that I'm carrying out, and for the sake of me, I need it over there. That's when it's a melachsha tzrich you might think. Or Sefer Torah, I'm taking it out to fix it up, and to read it. So there's a dual purpose, one for the sake of the item, and one for my sake. Then it's melachsha tzrich only, and not if it's just for the sake of me, that it is, it's called, even if it's only for my sake. The shovel is just as happy inside as it was outside, but for me, I need to dig a hole outside, so that's called, I'm carrying the shovel, because I want the shovel over there to be able to dig outside. Okay? Next case. Says the Gemara. Yeah. Melacha she'en tzrichel gufa is is potter. It's not chayiv. That's Reb Shim. We're calling him Reb Shim. And Reb Shim says Melacha she'en tzrichel gufa is potter. This is Reb Shim. And remember, this is Reb Shim's opinion. Uh, it's only when it's Melacha she'en tzrichel gufa that it's chayiv, according to Reb Shim. Follow? Okay. How is Sheikh There was a dead body. That was in this place, Drukra. And he let it be carried out into the Carmelites. So Rav Yochanan, the brother of Marbred Ravna, said to Rav Nachmar Yitzchak, Kiman, who are you going like, Rav Shimon? You're taking Rav Shimon's position? Even if you pass like Rav Shimon, only Rav Shimon says 
is that it's not a chiv chatas. Yisura. Yisura the Rabbanam Yikava, but Avadeh. Of course, it's definitely rabbinically prohibited. Even Rabbi Shim doesn't say it's mutter um, completely. He just says it's not chiv chatas. So Amalei, Halakim, and Ailis Bey, At, Fafil, Rabbi Yehuda. No, 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 you don't understand. This is definitely going to be allowed over here, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. The Mekamina, the Rishus Arabim. I'm not talking, talking about carrying it to Rishus Arabim. I'm talking the Carmelites coming. I'm talking about carrying it to Rishus, to a Carmelite, which is only a rabbinic carrying. I'm not carrying it into, a, I'm not being over a Kivdar rice over here. And we have a rule, Godo Kavada Brias. When it comes to Kavada Brias, that's very significant. And apparently the dead body was in a place where it was originally, where it's actually in a, um, in a denigrating way. So there's a lack of Kavada Brias. Either there was a fire, so it's going to get burnt, or it's under, in the sun, it's going to get putrid, and I want to move it to a shady area. I'm allowed to do that, because my carrying is only going to be a chiyov terabanan, and the rabbanan withheld their dinim when it comes to kavra brias. Okay, like, like that's the losasir shabitor, which is the losasor, the losasir that requires us to listen to the rabbis. They took away for 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 kavra brias. That's the idea. When it comes to uh, a lost object, an elderly person. Who is uh, who? It's beneath his dignity to go ahead and climb under something to find the lost object. The halacha is he's potter from from the Isra, from the lab, and that's the idea that basically we, we say it's dochelosasusha b'torah. Okay, tenan asa another mishnah hatolish simani tuma. We're talking about somebody who uh, who has a type of tzaras. And he, um, uh, let's say, and, and the tzaras is based on the fact that there's hairs on it that, that are the wrong color in that area. So, or v'hichva, and, and basically what he did was he says, oh, look, I'll pluck out the hairs and then it's not a simantum anymore. Okay, I'll, I'll solve the problem that way. Now, of course, you're not allowed to do this. V'hichva michya, or you have a michya inside your tzaras. If you have a, a fleshy area, a healthy fleshy area in the middle, so that's a simon toma. But if you take, if you, so he burnt it, that he gave himself a burn in that spot, so now it's not a bichya anymore. So uh, over below, so say, that's a loss, so I say, because the halacha is, is that you're not allowed to get rid of the tzaras, you know, by these means. You have to wait for the process to go, to go through, to be carried out. Now, itmar, achas mishtayim chayim. Let's say there's two hairs. That's the shear of what's of what's metame. You need two white hairs. So if you took off one of the two white hairs, then you'll be chayv because basically you remove the toma. Achas mishalosh. What if there are three hairs there, and I took away one of the three hairs? Okay. So Rav Nachman Amar chayv. Rav Nachman says I'm chayv because after all, what if one hair will fall out now? Uh, my action basically helped get rid of it. Rav Sheshes Amar, Potter and Potter. Now, Rav Nachman, Amar Chayv, why Ani Ma'isav? It is a helpful act what he did. The Imishtak Lachada Achrit. If one happens to fall out, Azlalatuma, then the Tuma was gotten rid of. And Rav Sheshes Amar Potter, why Hashdamias Ha'isla Tuma? That's not true because what I took off didn't take away the Tuma. Therefore, it's not significant. Now, Amar Rav Sheshes Amar Minilah. How do I know I'm right? It's not. Because I've been a base, because I've been a vela. 
Even though, right, in case you're wondering, hey, wait a second, this has nothing to do with our topic. Don't worry. It does tie back in. Because our Mishnah says, okay, this Rebsheshis is right, this din. Our Mishnah says, carrying out a Kazayism in a mace or a Kazayism in a Nevela is Chayev. What does that imply? A Chatzizai is Potter. If I'm carrying out a Chatzizai, I'll be Potter. Okay? I have a Tanya Chatzizai is Chayev. There's another bride that says, Chatzizai is Chayev. What's the deal, my love? The price that says Chayev is Pshat, he took off half of a Kazais from a whole Kazais. So when you removed the half of a Kazais, guess what? You did a very significant act because you basically made it that, this, that what's left inside can, can be Metama. If I take out a Chatzizais out of a Kazais and a half, then basically what I accomplished was nothing because I still have a Gazayis that's able to be Metam on its own right. So you see that we look at what it is, what's left, the in the here and now. Rav Nachman, what is Rav Nachman? How does he answer that Raya? You're Chayv in both cases. I, what's the prop Potter? Potter. When you'll be Potter and taking out a Chatzizais, you have a huge dead body and you take off a tiny little toe. That's not making anything because even Rav Nachman agrees that it's only when there's three hairs and you take one of the three hairs, there's a very strong chance that it's still gonna that that, that you're gonna that it's gonna be a significant act because one hair can easily fall off. Mashenkein, if there's like a full head of hair, whatever it is, but if there's a tum, plenty of tumah to go around, so then a chat, then even he'll agree that what your act is very insignificant. You're not gonna be high for that. So that is the, basically the idea, and that's the story. Brings us to the new Mishnah. Okay. Somebody takes out, he takes off his fingernails using his nails to peel off his nails. Or he bites off a nail with his teeth. Or he has hair, and he you know, uses his nails to pull out his hair, or his or his, his mustache, or his beard, he bites it. Or a woman who is godeles, kocheles, and bokeses. We'll see in the Gemara what exactly that is, or what, what, what are you doing. It's, um, basically, godeles is like uh, braiding her hair. Kocheles uh, is putting, painting her eyes, you know, putting on the eye, whatever, eyeliners. Okay, mascara, and then pokeses, we'll see, it's a machlokas. Rashi brings down dubshatim. He says that some say that it's um, uh, combing the hair with a, with a comb, or, um, or it's uh, something they would do with a face mask that you know, gives them a nice color on their face. Anyway, all of those things, Rabbi Lezim Rechaiv Acham Pa'osrim, Misham Shvos say that's only an Isra Shvos, it's not a Chiv Chatas. Okay, now Rabbi Lezim Rechaiv is Biyad. The whole machlokas is because you're using your hands to do these things. If I'm using a nail clipper, that's for sure chayv. Okay? Even everybody would agree that. Pshita, it doesn't, isn't that quite obvious? The Mishnah says, you're taking nails with your nails. Obviously not with a, not with a tool. Not with the scissors. Um, so the Mishnah says, Lavdafka. Maudatim, you could say there is a chidash here. Maudatim, Rabbanu b'chli, nami patri, the Rabbanu, say your patri, even with the kli. It's to show you how far Rebbeleser is mechayiv, even with your fingers. Kamash Malan, that, no, the Chacham would be moda, that, that if you use your nails to cut, 
Um, now, why, Rashi explains, why would I think that I'm not chayef for cutting my fingernails with a tool? Why would I think that? Because maybe it, it, it falls under the category of geziza, of shearing, and maybe that's only by wool of the sheep. It's not really the same thing when you're cutting your nails. That's only when you're peeling off your own fingernails. But if you're taking off the nails of your friend, that's for sure not chayef chatas. Because Rashi explains, because that's that's a no. It's also whatever. It's not as good a way. I mean, when you peel off your your friend's fingernails, you uh, you might mess up, and, and it's you're not going to be good. Only when you know your own nails, you can do it right. Pshita doesn't it's obvious. It's in the Mishnah. What? Yes. No, 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 no. We're not saying you could do this. We're saying you're not chayvachatas. According to Machlokas in the Mishnah, if you take it off, we said all of those cases, Rebbe says you're chayvachatas, and the Rabbanan says aser, mitra rabbana. The question is, is it chayvachatas or is it aser mitra rabbana? It's for sure not allowed to take your nails on Shabbos. You understand? So the Gemara says, how could you say that? It's, oh, of course, everybody would agree if you're taking somebody else's nails, you're going to be potter, because it's Siparnov Tanan. It says the word Siparnov, your nails. Even when you're taking off your friend's nails, tell you that even when it's your own nails, with your fingernails, you're still potter. Kamash Malan, that, no, when it's with a uh, when it's your friend's nails, even Rabbi Yezu would agree that you're not chayef when you're doing it with your fingernails. He would be mechayef if you use a kli on your friend's nails because that already is easier to control and less likely you're going to cut him. Okay. V'chein saro, the same with the hair. Tana ha'notam below piyazuk. If somebody takes a scissors worth of hair, chayef is going to be chayef. How much is a scissors worth of hair? V'chama below piyazuk. I'm reviewed the shtayim. Cutting two hairs. I have a Tanya time, and um, um, it says separately, you know, time. So it sounds like that's two years. This is more than two years. So aim of No, karcha is also pulling out, yanking out the hairs, uh, not just cutting with the scissors, but also pulling out the hairs is also two. Tanya and Amiach the Bryce says the same thing. I know the Molipiyazug. So the minimum scissors worth is two hairs. Rebbe Lezer Omer Achas, actually a single hair, is already significant. If you're pulling out the white hairs from the black hairs, that for sure is going to be, uh, for sure is going to be chayv. Shafilo Achas chayv, you're going to be chayv even for one, because even one white hair that you pulled out is already significant. The davers af becholaser, and for a man to do this even during the week is aser. Minan on Shabbos, mishum shenemer lo yilbash gever simlas isha. It's considered a womanly thing to want to uh, not have uh, the the not look old. Men don't mind looking old, or at least the, you know, in general. At least it used to be that way. Okay. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, "Siporan shepirish ruba." Interesting halacha. If the fingernail fell off, you have a hangnail, so it's almost all the way off. Or you have like a, a skin, 
like tag that's hanging off by a thread, and most of it's off. Biad mutter, if to pull it off with your hands would be allowed, but to cut it off with the kli would be chayv. Chayv chatas. So the Gemara says, wow, that's, how do you split that? It's kind of like, like usually, we're not going to, you know, like, uh, we, we, yeah, right, you don't have such a, a way that it's like mutter completely by hand, and with a kli, it's mamash kiv chatas. So the says, if it's almost all the way off, majority of the way off, with the kli, it's pater avalasar. Then it makes sense. Okay. So it has to be that it's that it's separating upwards and it's causing him pain. That's one of the key elements because he's suffering from it. That's what it's based. So it's actually quite complicated. When are you allowed to pull it off by yourself? Uh, when is it legal or not? It has to be that it's most of the way off and it's almost fall, fall, fallen off completely and it's causing him pain where it is because it's towards, you know, it's going into the part where you have your nerve endings and therefore that's why it's allowed. Okay. Next we talked about his Godelas Seyar. Godelas, Godelas, Kokelas, The question is, what exactly is this woman doing? Which Malacha? That's weaving. Braiding your hair is weaving. Okay? What is that? It's writing, because you're like, like writing with an eyeliner. And that's like spinning. Um, okay, now Amrava, um, right, Rashi explains how does it fit in with the face mask. So he says, I don't know, he, he, he fits it in somehow. Um, with the spinning, okay, but anyway, um, he says um, um, you, they would make out of the dough like a thread, whatever, I don't know, anyway, but uh, be that as it may, it, that's, the, that's the thing. Um, so the Gemara says, that doesn't make any sense. That's called weave? Is that a normal way to weave? Is that a normal way to write? Is that a tvia? Changes it. That's dying. Okay, because it's like the blue on the eye. Okay, that's making a dye. That's building. What does it have to do with building? Is that normal to build on your, you know, make, making a braid? So the Gemara says, in yes, actually, yes, we find that. As there's a drush of Rabshim Menasi, but even Hashem Elokim is that God built up the rib that became Chava. That that God braided Chava's hair to bring her beautiful to Adam Rishon. She came Karchiyam Kernel Kliyasa Benisa because they call the braid Benisa. It's like a building. It's like a structure. Apparently, there's some very complicated braids out there. Okay, a French braid is impressive. Anyway, bottom line is that's uh, considered a binion, and that's why it's chay- that's the shita of why it would be um, either chayev or also only mishum shvos. But anyway, we'll stop over here. Continue from this tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful day. Yeah.